Welcome to Transcendence Cinema. Welcome back to Transcendence Cinema. I'm your host, Greg Durrance, and with me is... Victor Burton. And on this episode, I decided to that we would talk about Waking Life. So uh, what were your impressions on this movie? Because I know you haven't seen it. Yeah, um, I just knew that it was about dreams, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also curious about its animation style. Uh, he does this with a scanner darkly, the sort of like rotoscoping effect that's just bizarre as hell. But mm-hmm. um, in this particular film, it's just like, how, how? what other way could you have, you know, portrayed a sort of dreamlike sensation or feeling other than like animation. Exactly. Um, this captures it perfectly. It absolutely does. And it's so bizarre and uncanny at times, but it's it's it, it does nothing but benefit the film. Mm-hmm. Um and honestly dude, like this is a type of film that you really have to be in the mood for, I think. Um 100%. I actually <laughs> like, had that like, I don't think that I know that. <laughs> yeah. Um because it doesn't just deal with dreams. It's like an amalgamation of the human condition. Mm-hmm. And and there's so much like it's essentially an hour and 40 minutes of 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 TED talks and and philosophy <laughs> and it's I loved it. I'm going to be straight up. I I love this movie. <laughs> this was This is something I wish I watched like when I was 18 or like, you know, early, like later teen years. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause a lot of this stuff, I think, I don't know. I could see this being very uh, transformative for someone in their, in their, those up, those sort of late teen, early twenties years. Yeah. Like I, uh, before we hit record, I told you I haven't seen this since I was 18. I'm 36 now. So it's been that long <laughs> and it, just a lot of it kind of went over my head because I was an idiot kid and wasn't really crazy about philosophy at the time. So a lot of it just kind of went over my head. But the dream part is, is why I remembered it being about dreams because those are the things I held on to and I found fascinating. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> what, did, what do you think about it now? I loved it now so much more. Like now that I've had a lot of like life under my belt and really kind of delved into philosophy and stuff like that, like... I love people's take on the world and like you said, the human condition. It's just it's so fascinating to hear other people's opinions on just everything. Yeah, because and especially with this movie too, a lot of what these people are saying, it like you said, it's it's people's opinion, but there's also so much like fact to it. And it can either like uh it can either like um re- reinforce your perspective or shed new light onto something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I just think that's so important as humans is just to listen to each other. Um, yeah, I, uh, I took some notes before all this and not many notes, just kind of get my ideas down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote something similar to that. I said, this film is not about subscribing to others ideology of life uh, about life. It's about listening and understand where others are coming from. And that's, that's yeah. so important. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's so easy to 
think that people are trying to prescribe something or push a sort of narrative or agenda when you don't have to take it that way. It's like, I think that's really easy to turn, become a very sour person. <laughs> I think yeah. a lot of people just don't want to, they have their own set of ideas and um, they, they like to stick to that, which to each their own, but I don't know. It's so important, I think, to listen to what other people have to say sometimes. Yeah, and I think it's uh, really interesting that you said that because back when I was a little rebel kid, uh, people would try to give me their opinions on life, and even though I didn't subscribe to it, I wouldn't listen to it because I'm like, I don't want to think like that, I guess, I, as mm. I'm trying to say. I have my own way of thinking, so I would like shut them out, and that's so detrimental. Like now. I love listening to other people's ideas on life and what they think things are or what what have you. And it is really important just listen to what people are coming, where people are coming from, because you don't have to, like you said, subscribe to it, but just see where they're coming from and just shed some on li- some light on your own life. Yeah. And especially if you're someone who feels uh, alone or confused about the world, you start to realize that. Uh, everyone is confused and everyone is sort of figuring it out. No one really has it figured out. Um, maybe in certain areas of their life, but in terms of like the real shit, like the stuff that matters, mm-hmm. who knows? Like, <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. Like when I was watching it, it's like, how can there be so many theories, so many really intelligent people with theories and obviously they're they're not wrong, but they're not right. It's just a theory. Yeah. And it's just crazy to think about because um, you can come up with your own theory. Like, I have my own way of thinking about life. And to hear someone really intelligent talking about life and then another person beside them that's just as intelligent saying a different way of life. Just all these theories of of things is just super fascinating. Right. And it makes it hard to really know what the truth is. And then you sort of have to embrace that there might not be like a definitive truth and especially when it comes to philosophy and stuff like that i mean uh yeah there's just so many differing opinions it's like what 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 do what am i supposed to believe well it did get me thinking about philosophy within itself because a part of me was like obviously these are just theories no one's really going to know so what's the point Mm -hmm. and then that just made me think how boring life would be (laughs) Like how yeah. <laughs> everything would suck if we didn't think about these things. And this actually brings life into life is thinking about life. And I found that super interesting once I came to that re- revelation. Like we theorize to just make life more interesting because otherwise it would be so boring. I absolutely agree. And I think a lot of people could see this film as being pretentious or like pseudo intellectual but like you said, even if so, it's like, why not think about these things and why not have these conversations? Like, okay, maybe dreams don't really matter, whatever. Like, but okay, what if they do? Yeah. And like, and, and, and how can I learn from it? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, stories and ideas, I mean, they're just things we can learn from. And I think 
if there's a positive to be gained from it, um, what's what's the harm? I guess uh, you know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I I think I did have that thought that some of this was pretty pretentious. Like the um, uh, we're all theory, no act. That guy's all yeah. act with no theory. That yeah. part I remember being like, God, what a bunch of pretentious fucks. <laughs> but uh. <laughs> But really, like, what's the harm? They're not hurting anybody. Like, they're just voicing their opinions. You know, they have uh, Alex Jones in there, too, going off on the megaphone. And his, you know, ideology on uh, the government and how they're controlling us and stuff like that. And, I mean, he can be harmful at times, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) just talking about it, you know, it's good to get that stuff out in the universe. It is, I think. Yeah, I agree. I was it was a surprise to see Alex Jones. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I guess he's a Texas voice. guy, so <laughs> that's true. It just how long he's been famous because this came out in two thousand and one. So yeah, he's been around a lot longer than I uh, <laughs> imagine. Mm-hmm. Um. So did this give you any like insight to anything or tickle your philosophy bone anywhere? See, this is where I wish I had written like specific moments down. Um, I, but I didn't really want to pause it. I just wanted to keep like soaking it in. Yeah, you got to let it just wash over you. Right. And so like a lot of the stuff that they talk about is things I've kind of maybe already been aware of or just like have already thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know there is a couple moments, but I'm I'm having a hard time grasping what exactly oh damn i was thinking about it too as i was getting prepared I'm like all right yeah there's this one part i'm going to talk about and yeah <laughs> damn um, it what about you i guess we'll just move to you so one of the ones i really enjoyed was the opening one is the boat ride kind of mm-hmm. like just going through life you're you're the passenger on a ride and life is giving you crayons, whether it gives you 16 crayons or 24 crayons, just learn to color with them. And I just really subscribe to that a lot because I'm a very like, just go with the flow. I'm very much like the dude. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of go with the flow. Let things kind of if you can't control it, don't let yourself worry about it. If you can control it, fix it and then go back to, you know, where you were. That's kind of my philosophy on life on how to deal with things just kind of go with the flow i dig that yeah i yeah. that's how i kind of been living my life for God, i don't know since like high school after high school i just sort of had this very taking it easy just going with the flow of things i mean you mm-hmm. start to start to see when people don't do that how stressful life i mean life's going to be stressful no matter what but like Right. There's a certain like um you 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 some people impose that onto themselves though. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's kind of a beauty to taking it easy, whether you seem naive doing it. It's like I don't want to be like you know everyone else that's stressing out about this and that. It doesn't have to be. Right. I have this thing about money, success, and stress, and taking it easy kind of thing. 
Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like I have the capability to like be successful in life, but then there comes all this stress and just like people talk about how they cram so much in a day. Like every minute is planned in their day. Yeah. And I just like that stresses me out. Like I don't <laughs> like that at all. Like I want to just go with the flow of life. I don't want every second of my day planned. I don't want a hundred million people trying to contact me all the time. Uh, like, so I'm always struggling with you'll be, I'll be more wealthy, but it'll come at a cost of my stress levels and my health and my overall happiness. So I've found this place where I'm financially comfortable, but I'm also not super stressed either. So I like where I'm at right now. I love that. Yeah, that's I'm I'm glad to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that's just one thing that I think about all the time is people that they they think about being wealthy and being successful. And it comes with all this stress that. And then they don't know how to deal with it. They're always trying to manage their stress, trying to manage their health and stuff like that. And also they have so much stuff going on outside of that. And it just, I couldn't live like that. I don't want to live like that. So, Yeah, once you're aware, I think of that sort of living, it's it's hard to get attracted to that or to be able to do that and not be overwhelmed. It's like, once you know something, it's so hard to like get that out of your head or you have a certain sort of mindset towards a way of living or really anything. Right. Um, I think one part that stuck to me is when the main character is going down a subway and, and bumps into a girl and they sort of have this conversation about, you know, being stuck in sort of this ant colony. Mm-hmm sort of society where we're just moving from place to place. There's no, nothing in between. It's just going from point A to point B. Um, But they have this like kind of conversation where they talk about, well, let's break that. Let's, let's just meet and talk. Mm -hmm. And I want to see you. I want you to see me. Yes, exactly. And that's something that, man, I wish, I don't know why it's so ingrained for us to sort of, avoid people mm-hmm. when in like public places, I guess mostly yeah. we're, we're like, we're so sorry. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, I think a part of it feels rude, you know, like I don't want to bother somebody's day with my bullshit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I would love to have deep conversations, but I don't want to force that onto somebody. Oh, no, for sure. And I'm not saying like we all need to confront one another and talk about life, but I think but even the, just no. like even just acknowledging each other, I think I mean I I do it and I know other people do it is you know, you look at someone, you look away, you sort of pretend they're not there. Mm-hmm. And you could just say hi, you could nice shirt, I don't know, anything. Yeah. I think we would benefit from I don't know, acknowledging each other as, as humans. Like we're all in this together. I know it's cliche, but like, it's just, it's just what it is. Well, I do have to say, I'm sure you've talked to strangers out and about Mm -hmm. and had a conversation with a stranger. And then after that, you're never mad about it. You always feel better 
you 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 gained something. I don't know what that thing is, but you just feel better that it happened. Yeah, I think it kind of goes back to sort of something we talked about in uh, our last discussion. It's just like connection, mm-hmm. and that was another segment too that I liked with the uh, with words and language, and that we try to express these abstract you know, thoughts or feelings like love and anger and whatnot. Um, But it just kind of comes back to getting that connection from someone and, and that feeling so fulfilling. It's like a, like a character mentions in in the, in that segment of, it's like, it's almost like a spiritual thing. It's like, it's such a powerful moment to have when you're having like a real person to person moment Mm -hmm. there's uh something that i do i usually do it at work because there's always downtime and you're bullshitting and i hate small talk Mm -hmm. so i came up with a question to kind of like leap off into those conversations and i asked people because we're obviously doing a job that we're not like (laughs) this isn't what we grew up thinking that we would be doing yeah um some people do have that luxury but you know i and the people i work with do not Right. So I come up to somebody that I haven't really talked to all that much. And I asked them, I was like, if you get, could get paid to do whatever you wanted in the world, what would you do? And some of the answers are fascinating and you really get an insight into people's lives and that you really get that like human connection and you, you get to truly see them. I, I love that. Yeah. I, damn, I, maybe I need to bring that question on a few of my coworkers. it does spark an interesting conversation because there was this guy he's uh he dresses in camo he's he kind of has this like country twang to him and he's a pretty cool guy pretty funny and then one day i asked him that question he's like oh i'd be a dj i'm like i'm sorry what he's like i used to be a dj but alcohol alcoholism took over and i had to go to rehab and you know i had to quit that lifestyle because it fed into my alcoholism so that's kind of why i work here i was like wait what i do not see that coming at all from you like a fucking dj (laughs) so that's yeah damn yeah so you really find out like some interesting things about people because that's the conversations that i want to have with people and people at work probably think i'm an asshole because i don't really talk much because i hate just the i hate gossip I don't want to hear about other people's lives, like why they're in trouble or them and their girlfriend. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I don't care to talk about the weather. <laughs> <laughs> like I seen this thing going on around online. It's like, um, I don't care about da da da, but just tell me what age you were when it all went wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> it lead to much more fulfilling a uh, conversation. Yeah, it'll go back to like you what you said before, you don't feel so alone because other people have gone through the same things that you have gone through. Right. And it's like okay, yeah, it's sunny out. No shit. Like what <laughs> cool. Yeah. Like let's well, here let's, in Florida, it's like oh, it's raining. Yeah. I, yep. I, thanks. <laughs> I'll let me wipe my eyeballs. I didn't see that. Yeah, right. Um the one where the lady and um, Ethan Hawke were laying in the bed and they mm-hmm. were talking, she was talking about how 
she feels like an old lady and she's just watching her life catch up to her old self. Oh man. Um, that was kind of like, it led me down this weird rabbit hole of thinking (laughs) of me, my parents got together and had me. But before that, their parents got together and had them. And then before that, their, you know where I'm going? Like, yes, it's an endless cycle of just creating humans. And we all know this. We talk about family trees all the time, but you have to like really think about it. Like we're just constantly making humans all the time. And that just like kind of buried its way into my head and I couldn't stop thinking about it because I have this theory of my personal theory on life is like people like to quote the big bang as like, that's where it started. Mm -hmm. I came across a theorist. I don't remember his name, but he said, everything is kind of a loop. Um, The universe is always overlapping on itself. And I kind of like that, but mine is like, we're in a constant state of go. Mm -hmm. Like the universe has no beginning, no end. It's just constantly on a state of like, going and that's what got me thinking about the whole like we're just constantly making humans and that's kind of my metaphor of like how the universe is doing it's just constantly just doing things and there's no beginning there's no end oh that's fascinating yeah that's just my little way of thinking of things I wish I had something to add to that damn (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you stumped me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I was sitting at work all day thinking about this movie and thinking about little theories and how I view life and stuff like that. And, and it's a very nihil- nihilistic way of thinking of things on how I think about life because there's no consciousness, you know, before you were born. And I don't feel there's any consciousness when you're dead, we're just kind of, and I was thinking about this and I was like, how can I like give a like visual metaphor of what I'm trying to say? And I was thinking Mm -hmm. about a glass of milk and you know how you blow bubbles into it? (laughs) Yeah. The glass of milk is the universe. And when you blow bubbles in it, you're creating somebody and then the bubble pops and they are nothing. And then another bubble and then it's gone. And I was like, that's kind of how I feel about life. <laughs> Interesting. That the universe will always be there, but it's like, we're just bringing in life and then... Uh, and then it goes away. And ju- we're just here for a moment in this <laughs> universe's ride. I don't know. I mean, no, I mean, I I, I kind of agree with that. It's kind of a... Uh, it makes it seem a little pointless, but... Also, not because we're taking up space in this moment mm-hmm. and we're making an impact in some way in this space. And then we're just like a memory to someone else when we're, when we're done. Mm-hmm. And then that's all there is. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I always think about is leaving a mark. Like even after you're dead, you have that thing. And eventually it always goes away. This is one thing that's like really bugged me because no matter how famous you are, after a certain moment in time, you're just not thought. Because you can think about like um, the Mayans. We, we think about Mayans as a, uh, you know, a, a colony of people. 
but you don't think of like one single Mayan. Like there was no like great right. Mayan that's uh that's lived on. So when this colony of us, this culture, you know, a thousand years down the road, nobody's gonna really remember many of us. And so that really bothers me because I like the idea of leaving something behind, but it doesn't matter because it's going to be forgotten eventually anyway. So it is, there is a point of like, it is sad that we're only here for a moment and it doesn't matter. But at the same time, we can do whatever we want and you should enjoy it because life has so much to offer. <laughs> There's so much beauty around us. Yeah. I like the saying that, uh, Everything matters and, and nothing matters all at the same time. Yes, that's like, I want to get that tattooed on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but bro, it's so, uh, um, for you to say that no one's going to remember us, they're going to remember Dwayne The Rock Johnson, though. Like, they will remember him. <laughs> like, how could they not? It, it's, history books 100 years from now, his, names will be, his, name, his name will be printed in the books. You think so. he's that big? <laughs> Look, dude, it's Dwayne. I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's actually but, not even a real person he's gonna outlive all of us he's an android he'll be the uh symbol of america <laughs> like from idiocracy <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot um, yeah when they remember america they're gonna remember dwayne the rock Johnson. <laughs> i put my money on it yeah um fuck i think i was gonna say something about the leaving a mark but shit yeah because i always think about that like what can i do to like leave my mark and then a part of me is like it doesn't matter because in a thousand years nobody's gonna remember yeah i guess that's a tough one that's sort of a personal like does it yeah. matter that no one's going to remember you in a thousand years they might oh, right. who knows but like <sighs> i don't know it's just one of those ego trip things that we all Maybe a little bit. have, I think, as humans. I mean, I because I feel that same way, too, with my work. I'm like, am I going to be... I mean, I think about it sometimes. Like, will I be part of, like, the new wave of avant-garde filmmakers? I guess for those listeners who don't know, I, I make I make films. And uh, they, they're avant-garde shit. Sleepy time, oh, shit. Nyquil shit. <laughs> but are, I love that stuff because it's it's uh, it taps into something that a lot of films don't tap into, and it's it's a form of expression that can be interpreted so many different ways. Like watching one of your films, if you get ten different people to watch that single film, they're all gonna have a different take from it, and that's one thing that I love about avant-garde. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of what I think. Thinking about the films I've made, it's like, I don't really know what I'm doing when I'm making them. Mm -hmm. I'm sort of like, uh, it's sort of like waking life. I don't know if I'm dreaming this. I don't know if this is real. Who cares? Yeah. You're, but, you're tapping into your subconscious and letting it come through creatively. That's how I always like to think about it. I, yeah, that's, pretty spot on and I think kind of like with this movie it's so many different interpretations on screen and trying to like make trying to express something intangible or just very mysterious in like a tangible way 
Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing I kind of like about this movie is that there are some really huge concepts and, and ideas, but it's not um, it's not too hard to grasp what's being said. There's a couple segments where I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? But for the most time, I'm like, oh, okay, like this is very digestible, I guess was what I'm trying to say. And I appreciate yeah. that a film like this, where it's an hour and 40 minutes of people talking, where there's, it's just, it's digestible, I guess. It's just, mm-hmm. you can follow it and not get totally lost, I think, in my, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I do think it speaks a lot to Waking Life also, because there are moments in Waking Life that I feel aren't too introspective. They're just kind of there. You know, they're not trying to, mm-hmm. I don't think they're trying to say anything deep, like the, uh, the prison scene yeah. where the guy's like, when I get out of here, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hurt you guys and whatever. I'm like, oh, that's kind of just a throwaway scene. Right. Um, but it lets you digest the other ones a lot easier. Cause you have that contrast. Like <laughs> this isn't, the scene isn't heavy. So the next scene that's coming up probably will be heavy and it gives me a break, <laughs> a mental break. Right. Cause uh, Pretty soon into, the, I mean, not soon into this, but after some time, I'm like, damn, is this really going to be the whole movie? <laughs> it's just these conversations, and I think, I think it works. It works. It works. It works. I don't know. I mean, it's, there's a bit of a, a narrative, but it's so damn loose. It's like, honestly, you just have this on the background and just sort of listen to it, almost like a, uh, almost like a, a podcast in a sense. Mm, definitely they are yeah it's like mini podcasts like you said ted docs just strung together right um have you so the, hmm? oh sorry go on i was just gonna say so the first half is kind of like philosophy and then you reach this point where it does become about like dreams and um i did want to talk about those a little bit because that's kind of the reason i found this film so interesting and i find dreams fascinating mm-hmm. um not touching on anything within the movie, but um, do you remember your dreams? Um, there's sometimes, uh, but it will be like, especially if I'm just waking up, remembering a dream. Mm-hmm. Like the other day, I was like, I woke up and I'm like telling my girlfriend, I'm like, oh, I had just had the weirdest dream, but I have no idea how to explain it to you. <laughs> like, and so then I just sort of think about it and then just drift off. And I, it's like, I don't even know what the hell I was even thinking about. Um, but there's like dreams from my childhood that I remember. There's like two in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you want me to, to talk about them or just. Yeah, you give one, I'll give one. Okay. I mean, they're, they're pretty short. One of them is I was pretty young. I was downstairs in my kitchen and I wasn't able to speak like my mouth was shut or, or something. And I had been put under this like spell from, uh, hold up from a, from a Pokemon, a Pokemon put the spell on me. Um, is it, is it Clara, Clarify? What the hell is it? I'm not sure. I'm (sighs) out of the Pokemon loop. So, uh, well, Clefairy. Clefairy, I think it was Clefairy, had put the spell on me, yeah. Um, and I couldn't speak, and I was trying to yell up to my parents upstairs, and I couldn't. But this was like such a nothing dream, but for some reason, I I had that when I was like 
single digits. Like this is way back. And mm-hmm. I don't know why I remember that. I don't, I don't know. So I've tried to like decode it over the years. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I've given up. I don't know. Yeah. Mine was, uh, I was in the living room and I heard some commotion in my bedroom and I went to go check and the door was locked, but I was able to peek under the door crack and I seen the shadows of something moving around and then it started to sound like monsters. So I just went back in the living room scared because I didn't know what was going on. Now that I think about it, I think it was my parents fighting. That <laughs> just yeah. decoded it just now. There you go. <laughs> wow, look at that. 20 years, 20 plus years of experience will do someone. 30 plus oh, years. Yeah, 30 plus years because I yeah. have single digits in that one. That's one. Okay. With me. Um, I remember my dreams almost every night. Like really? 99% of the time. Yeah. And they're very vivid and I can wake up and tell you exactly what happened down to the detail. Wow, that's impressive. It's, is that something I, that you've just like tried to pay attention to over the years or just natural? I thought everyone did this. Okay. <laughs> but the more I talk about it with people, they're like, how do you remember all your dreams so clearly? I was like, I thought everyone could. I didn't know I was weird. <laughs> um, so that's my little history with dreams. That's why I find them so fascinating is because I wake up and I can remember them, but I can usually decode them pretty easily. Somebody said something like dreams are just you shuffling papers away like of that day. I like that. And I, once I heard that and I woke up after a dream, I was like, that makes so much sense. It was just everything in that day, kind of like in a bowl, a mixing pot and then getting like shoved away. Yeah, do you think um, there's like a, I mean, it sounds like you find meaning in dreams. Is that true? I can. I'm pretty good at like knowing what most of them mean, but there are times where like I have constant dreams about losing teeth. Yeah. But I've heard that comes like if you're really stressed, you start thinking about losing your teeth. That's a reoccurring theme. Yeah, I've had that one. I had that one actually in the last few weeks. <laughs> I mean, it's weird when there's dreams like that that are reoccurring. Like, why do so many people have dreams of teeth falling out? Yeah. And so, like, when I was, yeah. I was just going to say, when I was looking up Waking Life, somebody started a channel, the meaning of, and then it would have like whatever you dreamt about, like leather or uh, uh, butter or whatever, what ha- whatever have yeah. you. And they like explain what that means in a dream for, for most people. So, uh, so it is pretty interesting how you can like kind of decode dreams like that and how we're all, but it seems so like, I don't know, we all live the same life, but we all have different experiences. So it can't mean the same thing for two different people. Like mine could be stress, but yours could be something else. You know, yeah, I, I think there, there might be something in dreams that we can draw from. Um, but I think when it comes to like, I don't know, other people's dream interpretations, that feels just like too subjective. Like, yeah. like what you were saying, like you're, you know, you're dreaming about teeth could be about anxiety and whatnot. Mine can't, maybe isn't. And mm-hmm. I just think 
Yeah, that's sort of a tricky one to really say for certain. I mean, dreams are are already mysterious as hell, but like meanings behind dreams. Uh, yeah, I th- that's that feels too personal. Like only you could answer that. Okay, so I'll go a little bit deeper with the uh, <laughs> the dreams. Uh, so I have a reoccurring dream, and I find. Let me preface this by saying. You know how I was talking earlier how, like, my parents made me, their parents made them? Like, I am all those people before me. And you are all those people before you. So, their DNA is being passed down through generations. There are pieces of my ancestors' DNA still living inside of me, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, I have this notion that I still have experiences from things from way in the past. (laughs) So I have this reoccurring dream of me running on all fours. And it feels so real and natural. But I don't know how to run on all fours. (laughs) Like, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. But in my dream, there's something about it that feels natural. And I wake up, and this is one that I can't decode. Because... I was thinking about it the other day. We have dreams about falling because we know what the sensation of falling is like. Um, Mm -hmm. We can only have dreams of things that we know of, right? We've experienced them. So that's why we're having the dream. We're just reliving that experience. I don't know how to explain why it feels so comfortable running on all fours in my dream when I've never done that in my life. Huh. Yeah, I th- yeah, because I guess dreams are just sort of memories and and things that we've picked up on. It is interesting for you to to feel so natural as as like a I don't know, is it like an animal that you are? Or is it just like you but running on four? It's me but running on all fours. Like I'm I I feel like I'm grabbing the ground and like pulling myself forward, you know, and this like momentum, and then my back feet catch me. And then I just keep doing that over and over. But it just weirds me out how natural and comfortable it feels. Like, I don't ever want to stand up and just walk on all two feet. I would prefer to just run on all fours. Interesting. It's, it's one of the r- most reoccurring dreams that fascinates me the most. How long has that been going on for? Oh, years. Oh, damn. Okay. Like, at least once every six months, I'll get a really intense dream like that. Maybe you're just someone who needs to be like. I need to be let loose. Let right, exactly. I'm feral. I, I am being held down by this society. <laughs> I remember those fucking workouts you're posting online. Like you're trying to get, like you're trying to break out of the cage, I'm bro. Trying to become an animal. <laughs> exactly. There you go. You just decoded it. Well, the reason I preface the whole like ancestry thing is because we have the evolution. We came from apes. And they walk on all fours. Even when they run, they're running on all fours. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if there's something buried deep down in our DNA that's kind of like blooming in my dreams. Well, I mean, we kind of touched on this with uh, altered states. Mm-hmm. There, Like you said, there is that DNA that goes way back. Um, yeah. And instincts that we are just part of us. Um, and so like memories and whatnot... And dreams, I don't, like, 
I don't know, I could see that being a possibility that these things are just kind of ingrained into our structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's kind of why it made me want to pick this so I could talk about dreams, so I could literally talk about this specifically because of altered states. Okay. <laughs> it all comes full circle. Yeah. But yeah, like, I don't know. That's the part that really fascinates me is if we do have this DNA that's like buried deep inside of us, if one day we could tap into it and kind of like, I don't know, peer into it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It would be fascinating. All right. Sorry, I just had to unlock the door for my brother. Uh, no worries. You have a brother? I didn't know you had a brother. Yeah, he's uh, he's stopping by for some reason. I have no idea why, but um, yeah, he is. God, how old is he now? Twenty three? No, twenty. He's he's early twenties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't remember your brother's age. How <laughs> how far apart are you age wise? Uh, he was born in 99. I was born in 96. So, so three, three years, years apart. apart. So, he's so yeah, he's 20. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I do that with my brother. I We're four years apart. I'm 36, so he's 32. It's just the easiest way to do it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. What were we... Um, We were just talking about dreams, and I was going to ask, do you subscribe to any dream philosophy like when we go to sleep we're waking up in another dimension etc cetera, etc cetera. i mean i i don't think so um i don't know i i don't really see it as like we're tapping into some sort of like alternate dimension it sounds cool it sounds badass but right but it's funny though because it's like one of those subjects that's so who knows what's going on here like even to this day i don't i'm not up to date on my science journals and whatnot but from the last i've heard dreams are still pretty uh mystifying we don't quite grasp them mm-hmm. um so Sorry, what? Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, I kind of feel the same way. But it goes back to, like, um, they may not mean anything, but it's cool to just think about what they could be. Even <laughs> though it's not true, it's, you know, it's why, that's why, you, like like you said, it's cool to think about us waking up in another dimension. But but I, th- I think, like, at the same time, there's a lot to pull from. I, I don't think there's no meaning in dreams. I just... I mean, but then again, man, so much of the world is so mysterious. But I, I think at the at the very least, there's there's something to pull from dreams, whether it's knowledge or ideas. I mean, I mean, God, I can think about all the artists and and and, and thinkers of the world who have attributed dreams as of of bringing them like great ideas. That being like the source of ideas and and creativity. I think uh, David Lynch talks about that. He says a he lot does. of his ideas just come from his dreams. Yes, and 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 catching the big fish, and and I, I think there's a lot of good dreams can do, and a lot that like a good source of inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, but and like the sci-fi sort of stuff, like alternate universes. I don't know. I, I I'll say it's cool. I'll say it's cool, but. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's cool to think about, but not to actually like believe in it. I don't know. Maybe maybe down the road when I become more unhinged, when I'm like 67, I'll be like, oh yeah. <laughs> My brain's just wires at this point. I, I'm in a dream now. I want to go back home. You go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do you do you, what do you think about like this right now is a dream? It kind of freaks me out a little bit to think yes. about it too hard. <laughs> Cause uh, the guy in the waking life, he said, dreams are only real until they're over. And he said, can't you say the same about life? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, fuck. He's right. Dude. <laughs> I, I love movies like this, but then like, I also am just like, damn it. Yeah. I, I didn't really want to start thinking about that right now, but here we are. <laughs> Exactly. You're laying in bed just contemplating your whole life. Like, is this a dream? Am I real? That's I mean, why. That's, I, yeah. I was going to say, that's why I said I kind of just go with the flow. I try not to think about it too hard. Like, because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. I'm going to die. This is not necessarily die, but I mean, obviously I am going to die. But I'm saying if this is a dream, it's going to be over eventually. I don't know when that's going to be. And if I think about that too much, then I'm wasting time thinking about something that's going to happen when I could just be thinking about enjoying myself. Like yeah. I just got a Banksy book in the mail. I want to read and enjoy that and input that instead of thinking about something that's going to is inevitable. You know, does that make sense? It does. And like you said, it doesn't. Okay, if this is a dream, like you said, we're going to wake up in a sense, wake up or go to sleep <laughs> no matter what. And so like, and I have that thought sometimes where I've had this thought where I think, what if I'm actually dead right now? And like, this is just like dream or matrix. memories or the matrix. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, the sentinels are behind it. I am, I'm being controlled, but no, I, and that and that's that's a, I feel like that's a dangerous rabbit hole to go down, because for some people that could just be like, oh well, this is doesn't matter than what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna you know wake up eventually, but like you said, you could go down the rabbit hole, or you could just enjoy it, even if it is a dream. It's still a beautiful one. You can still feel things. You can have sensations and emotions, mm-hmm. and so like. I don't know. It almost, yeah, like it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I think it's a possibility, that's why, but that's why they call it the present because it's a gift. <laughs> boom. Um, look, but, at, uh, look at you. That's yep. I subscribe to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There's a lot of people though, that kind of like, I was thinking about it today that kind of zombify through life. And Mm -hmm. it makes me so bad for them. Like, I try to consume as much art as I can. Music, movies, painters, just everything. There are so many people that have so much to offer. And there are some people that just go through the motions of life. They wake up, they go to work, they go home, they, you know, watch their reality TV and they go to sleep. And they just do that over and over. And yeah. I was like, the world has so much more to offer. Why are you not exploring it? And it drives me absolutely insane that people don't wake up. 
Yes. That's, that's the dream. That's the sleep I don't want to be a part of. Yeah. Um, I've done a lot over the years to be more present um, because for a long time I had felt like like a real detachment from life. Mm-hmm. And, and so I've been trying to focus a lot on just the most minute details of life because that sort of stuff I can find a lot of joy in these days. Um, whether that's like a reflection of light on the wall or um, a shadow or just like a flower, like so much of this stuff, if you learn to like appreciate these little gestures that life gives us, mm-hmm. um, man, it, it can really enrich your life. Like just like for me, I just every week I try to at least a few times a week, go see the sunset. I, I'll go drive to the beach and go see the sunset. Cause like, that is what makes this shit worth it is these these experiences of the natural earth of human experiences um if you can learn to consume more of that and like culture and art like that you're doing so much good for yourself and so it is sad to see people who will just like zombify just be zombified going through life and just going through what has been constructed of, for them to do. Sucks to see. Mm-hmm. Very I sad. love that you said that because someone made a list of like um, very minute things that you can pay attention to in life to appreciate life more. Um, the one that sticks out is try to listen to the bass line of a song mm. um, because they always say like the bass is the emotion of the song. And I'm not talking about like rap bass. I'm talking about like if you're listening to a rock song, like the bass is almost like you almost can't hear it. But if you can really zone in on the bass and really hear what he's doing, it just like elevates the song to a new level. That's a great analogy. Yeah. For life too. Yeah, exactly. Um, But there was a list of them. I wish I could remember, but it was exactly what you were saying. And that's so true. Like, one of my favorite things is paying attention to people's mannerisms. Mm, okay. And uh, I just, everyone has like their own little mannerism and it's just, they fascinate me. Um, but that's just my little thing. Like just for a offhanded example, um, have you seen Shrek? Yeah. Um, the girl Shrek, she, uh, whenever she says something that she's like, she does like a little snicker. And I love that they like added that in there because it's purposeful because it's animated, obviously. Right. But it's just those little moments that if you can pay attention to in another human being, that's another glimpse into like uh, making life more pleasurable. Like those just like little, little tiny moments. Yeah. And it can be, I don't know. It can, I don't, it's, it's, is it ever overwhelming to you to have all these like little things that you can like all these over, I, don't, I mean, all these like little positive notes. Like, it, is it ever like an, like overstimulating, I guess. It can, but I try to direct myself onto, I'm, I'm conscious about what I'm doing, I guess. So yeah. I, I try to focus in on one at a time. I try not to let them overtake each other 
Um, that makes I sense. do like the I do like the sunset one though because I used to I don't do it much anymore, which I need to get back to. Uh, I would get my camera and I would go on a really long walk and I would just take pictures of moments that just you know felt right. Mm-hmm. You know when you look at something and you're just like, God, that's such a beautiful thing. So I try to capture it in a picture. So. That's a, one thing that I used to try to do. I think as as photographers and and artists, I think we have um, a real advantage when it comes to seeing beauty in things. I mean, obviously everyone can, mm-hmm. but I think with like artists, it's we can almost see like we can peel back another layer and and find beauty in God. Almost anything. I mean, even like a pile of shit on the side of the road. If it's composed nicely, yeah, you know, the lighting hits it just right. You're like, wow, golden hour shit. That's <laughs> oh yeah. It's it's because when an artist is taking a picture, they're not taking a picture of an object. They're not taking a picture of a person. They're taking a picture of an emotion. And, Damn right. Uh, mm-hmm. They're just trying to convey that emotion through their picture, through their their art. So, uh, a hundred percent, yeah, yeah. Ooh. but as that's pretty much all I got for dreams and philosophy, I'm kind of tapped out now. <laughs> this movie, <laughs> that's totally fine. I'm 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 struggling to pick up on what to say next. I mean, <laughs> dreams are weird. Um, and yeah, <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed the film, Mike. I kind of figured you would, but you know, you never know. Yeah, no, I, I, it reminded me of why I like Linklater's work, especially his early stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever see Slacker? No, but people talk about it all the time. This reminds me so much of Slacker, where it's just like little vignettes of people. Uh, talking or just weird characters being introduced and sort of talking about all these random subjects that you might like that one. It's obviously not as surreal or it's it's very grounded, but it it's very much paced in a similar way. Why well, no slacker uh, did start a like indie movement. It was like the jumping point into like the early nineties indie movement. Yeah. From what I've heard, it it definitely was. Yeah, I never uh, seen it because I just never got around to watching it. But I'll I'll get I'll have to check it out because yeah, I do I, like his other work, like Dazed and Confused. That's a classic. Yeah, Dazed and Confused is great. I, I think I think you'd like it. But yeah, do you want to go into ratings? Do you have anything else to say? Uh, I don't have anything else to say. I think I talked myself out. Um, rating, I give this. God, why do you give this? Um, I, I'm leaning on an eight. Mm-hmm. I'm I, an eight feels right to me because I don't know. I'm just going to say eight. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, honestly, I'm going to say, I'm going to say five stars. Five. I'm going to do it. <laughs> oh dude, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I really, I really gelled with it and it's like definitely one that I would have to be in the moods like sit down and watch. So I can't see like me replaying it often, but it just, I just love the style. I love the topics. I like it's free flowing nature. 
Um, and I just, I don't know. It's just a lot of talking, and I, I like that sometimes. And I think Linklater does it in a way that's entertaining and digestible and a trip to watch. And so it's just an all-around thought-provoking and entertaining film. I, that's what I was going to say, thought-provoking. It's just good to just get those, have other people's inputs to kind of get your mind going, like a like a starting-off point Yes, thinking about things. But your rating is a 5 out of 5, though, right? It is. I... I and there's like there's I, I there are some moments where I was like, man, this is kind of long. Like, can I take an hour and forty of this? And there's like certain things that I wasn't too, um, I don't know, just some t- ideas that I wasn't really too interested in. But I think just the way it made me feel and just these sort of, just I guess the it's just it's just different and experimental, and I just really appreciate that and it also made me it also made me cry i don't know why i just had this like feeling towards the end where i was just like kind of overwhelmed i guess just like damn like it's very overwhelming yeah and it just made me kind of think about life in a way that i really enjoy just kind of focusing on the the strangeness and all these mysteries of life that are just i find to be always just so interesting so just talked a lot Touched a lot of things that I, I really that I really enjoy in life and living. So, well, cool. I'm glad yeah. we uh, we both got something out of it because it was a it was a thrill to revisit this. I probably will revisit it again very soon. Yeah, it was a great pick. Great yeah. pick. Um. Well, I don't have anything else, so I guess that's uh, we'll wrap it up for this one. Yeah, sounds good to me. Well, until next time, guys. We'll uh, talk to you later. Bye-bye.